Hey guys, welcome to this week's Money and Investing Show. This week we're tackling the thorny subject, the female effect. Does gender make a difference to trading? And we're gonna explore some case studies. We're also gonna look back at perhaps our DNA and genetics to see the advantages and disadvantages that both genders bring to the trading platform. I'm sure you're gonna find this one interesting. You might find it useful and you might find it slightly controversial. You'd be surprised where this goes. I'll see you in the show. Hey there guys, welcome to this week's Money and Investing Show with me, your host, Andrew Baxter, and as always, my faithful offsider, Mr. Mitchell Laurentiel. Uh, faithful I am feeling, Mr. Baxter. Very I'm... stripy today, too. Yes, right? some thought I'd go out to Friday afternoon, you've got to look, you know, look your best, especially when I'm heading down to the pub just after this one, right? Good man. Anyway, just not to burst your bubble or mine today, unfortunately, I'm going to have to, because today we're going to be talking about the female effect. It might not be the topic that most people are thinking that it is right now. Mm. It's talking about specifically women as traders. Mm. Great topic, and uh, look, I I don't think this one's going to be any stranger to controversy, that's no. for sure. And, uh, and we love that. Oh, we certainly do. And uh, look, we'll call it as we see it with this one. I think this is going to be interesting to see where this goes. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to uh, what questions and structure you've got for this. So where are we going with this? Well, let's start off, I guess the first place to, to begin would be the gender bias in the trading industry. We can mm. talk about investment banks, broking firms, typically male dominated. Why is that? Mm. And why has that occurred so long over time? Look, that's a, that's a brilliant question. If I look back to my early days working in London, you know, in the early 90s, on a floor of 150 guys, maybe four female traders back then, and I'm sure that, that, that balance has moved some since. But certainly traditionally, stockbroking, funds management, and, and the general trading space in investment banking has certainly been the, uh, the boys club, as it were. Sure. And I don't know that that's been such a good thing. I mean, if you look at the funds management industry, let's face it, most managed funds' performance have been abysmal. Well, a monkey can throw a dart at a newspaper and pick better, right, than the fund manager. So the research shows. And, uh, and I'm going to take the, the view today in this broadcast that... I personally reckon women make better traders than men. That's a big call. Mm. That's a mm. big call, and I've heard you say that plenty of times. Yeah. And uh, let's see if we can uh, we can sort of validate that as we go on through. Uh, but that's certainly based on, on on my observation. So maybe the industry does need to look and not just have more females in for gender balance, but get more females in to get better performance for the investors. Better performance. And I think I know. You know, when you talk to me about your you know experience, especially mm. in the early days when mm. it was old school trading floors, yelling. Mm alpha male dominated environment. 100%. Mm. So women, you know, typically not displaying those traits of ego mm. and, and being out there and sort of out and about didn't really get, you know, get the foot in the door like they should have mm. maybe. Well, you think about floor trading too, there's an element of physical presence. You know, I'm a big person, so it makes mm. you a reasonable target. It's easy for people to see. This girl from my uni actually, Anne-Marie, that was on the floor at Life uh, and, and cut it really well. And I've always been of the view that back then, um, you know, if, if you had a female in that space and, and, and they were cracking it, they probably worked two, three times harder than a bloke did to get well, to the same go. place and do it. So, yeah, and that was back then, as I say, things have changed an awful lot. Um, but yeah, we're in an industry that, and, and in a society that's certainly changed. Um, my observations uh, over the last 20 or so years of educating people has very clearly, in my mind, etched a, a, a memory bank of mega traders. Uh, mega traders? Mega traders that are female. Um, which, you know, and I'm, I'll, let's explore some of the reasons for that. So there's, there is a reason for it. And when you really sit back and look at it, it makes total sense. Sure. Um, but heck, we're in a competitive ego-driven space. Who's made the most profit? What's the biggest percentage return? And uh, ego, of course, is not something that is gender balanced, unfortunately. That's the female effect. And that's exactly what we want to talk mm. about. So women as traders, you say they're better. Mm. Why? Let's take the ego question first of all. And I, I would say that women have a less over developed ego on average that's a big generalization you know guys tend to have a bigger ego than women on a on a, on a pro rata basis 
And ego uh, is important. You've got to have confidence and you've got to be prepared to have a swing. But when your ego becomes overdeveloped, and particularly if you're a recognition-driven trader as well, sure. that combination is just like destined to end in broken Blow glass on the floor. Bad news. Uh, 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 yet guys tend to have that, let's beat the chest, um, push it to the next level, bigger antlers. Yeah, and there's genetic reasons for this too, of course there are. But, peacocking, you know, things peacocking like Peacocking is exactly right. right. Yeah, and, and yeah, what do I mean by peacocking? If you think about it, you know, male and female birds, um, as an example, we see them on our farm all the time. You see a male bird, beautiful colors because it's showing off to attract the female. Sure. And that innate DNA that we have as men extends unfortunately into the world of trading where you can show off, your ego gets past your competence level and things blow up quite badly. And before we jump into any other examples of why women may be better, what are some bad examples of men where their ego have gotten the better of them. Can you think of any? Yeah, plenty, um, myself included. <laughs> Let's hear uh, it, what have we got? Yeah, you know, I mean, recognition-driven traders. I had a client, Gary, a uh, very, very, very successful guy in business over in the US and, you know, multi, 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 eight, nine-digit, nine-digit millionaire, big, sure. big player. Um, and for him, he was a sports trader and he always said, it's all about recognition. I want to go to the country club and if I've had a win, I want it to be bigger than anybody else's and if I've had a loss, I want it to be any bigger than anybody else's because it's not me. the result, it's just about being the best or the worst at yep. whatever it is. Absolutely, yep. getting the recognition from it. So there's an example, which is a pure ego trade. And he, he used to describe himself as a sports trader. Huge amount of respect for this guy because we rehabbed him quite well. Yep. Um, and, and, and in his case, he bought the baggage and it was baggage of being incredibly successful in his business uh, and expected the trading when you start from ground zero, you've got to go through the ranks to get up there. The way we cured him, by the way, was to just get him trading small amounts, ridiculously small amounts for an account of his size sure. to the point where he's so frustrated. But the only way he could get off of that level was to be more consistent and, and more rational with his decision making. Then we'd say, right, you can open the account up to a bit more sure. and a bit more and a bit more. And that's actually a very good way of coaching someone in that situation. Great example. And I think mm. we discussed that in our Trading Psychology podcast, which is one of our better broadcasts. So if any of our viewers haven't seen that, go and look at it. Nice plug. Thank you can get yourself much. into marketing with that Thanks sort of skill set. <laughs> All right, well, let's so, talk about risk. So, so yeah, I mean, yeah, let's talk about risk. Um, genetically, if we go back into the traditional stereotypes uh, for a moment, and again, there's no gender bias in, in what we're saying, this is just based on observation. Um, you know, the male was the hunter-gatherer and the female was at home rearing the family. And traditionally in a household, um, women managed the budget and, and protected the family. Well, the swashbuckling husband was out there, you know, killing an animal and dragging it back to the cave or bringing sure. a pay packet back or whatever in the traditional sense. And, and as a consequence, that attitude towards risk is far more enhanced uh, in a female. If we talk about fight or flight, you know, again, if there's ego involved, you're gonna, as a guy, you're gonna have a swing. You're not gonna run. You're not gonna be the weak person. You're gonna be the alpha and you're gonna try and stay there, which is not always a good idea. Sure. And so, um, you know, having that enhanced awareness of risk and that overarching DNA from 20, 30, 50 generations back uh, that is about nurture and protecting the family is actually very, very important when it comes to trading because you're kind of nurturing and your protecting account. your account. Whereas right. guys, oh, don't worry about that, we'll just go out and have another swing, we'll sure. drag a bison back to the cave and get on with it. So to play devil, devil's advocate mm -hmm. here, if you're too conservative of protecting your nest egg, you know, risk comes reward. So you're not gonna get any rewards if you don't take any risks. How does that work? You've gotta have measured risk. There's always right. gonna be a risk in what you do, but it's being more in tune and aware of it. Okay. Yeah, and that's sixth sense. And you know, I have this conversation with multiple female clients over time, and that female intuition, that gut feel, and we always talk about trading being a very mechanical process, which it is. It's not uh, based on uh, personality, how you feel today, it is a mechanical process. But overarching that, that female intuition, that's, that, that 
feeling in the pit of the stomach that, that women have significant advantage over men over time and time again, in my experience as I've seen them trade, is, has really helped massively in terms of avoiding some of the pitfalls and landmines because something hard to quantify what it was didn't feel right. And what we wouldn't give to have that sixth sense of being able to say, my gut intuition is telling me that's not right and almost, almost universally be right with that. And I've seen it over and over and over and over again with female clients. Great benefit. Mm. That's the female Huge advantage. Thing. That's why we, we want people, if they're in a relationship, get your partner involved and it balances itself out perfectly. Sure. You know? And that's so, so important. All the guys come on, oh yeah, my wife's not interested or my partner's not interested. Get them involved because they add substantial value to this. Absolutely. And if they're not interested in trading, they should be sure as hell interested in making money, which mm. is what we can help them do. Now, what about multitasking? This is a bit of a controversial one. We've been told that we, can only multi we can't multitask. That's mm. when we're listening, of course, that we hear that. Mm. What are women like when they come to trading? Well, men and listening is hypothetical, obviously. I mean, <laughs> my wife tells me that all the time, although I've never heard her say it. <laughs> um, you know, notoriously, men aren't great at multitasking. And if you think about it, you can, and, and for a lot of people, this journey into trading, um, you know, you've got a job, maybe you've got a family or you've got activities outside of the job, and, and you're starting this hustle on the side, maybe in the evening or you know, part-time in the morning, whatever it might be. And there are other distractions there which can, which can really blur that focus. And this is a business that does require, as you know, some level of focus. Sure. You know, contrast that to a woman whose ability to multitask. I'll give you an example. Yesterday, yesterday, here we are That's in the studio. Recent. Yesterday, I was doing a, a boot camp uh, with a group of clients. And one of their clients, I won't use her last name, but Shanna, was, uh, was, was on that broadcast. And hopefully she's listening to this and hats off to you, Shanna. That was impressive yesterday. We're going through a training session. She's asking incredibly articulate questions. We're going through charts and post-morteming on a couple of trades. Not and easy the, stuff. Not easy stuff, and fully focused on this, whilst feeding and bouncing a seven-month-old on the knee, no problem, keeping it quiet, passing it. Look, I've got four kids. I'm used to dealing and managing with kids. But when I consider myself to try and do the same thing, I would have just gone, look, I'll, I'll have to come back a bit later <laughs> on when I'm sort of, I wouldn't be able to do that. Sure. And, and, and it's just incredible to see that ability to, I compartmentalize, you know, you've got a part of your lot, next part of your lot, and you have all these things running into compartments. But something like that just can't be compartmentalized because it's a live human being that you're looking after that's here. And you can't say, oh, I'll come back to it. It's, it's, it's real time. It's gonna, you're going to have to manage and deal with this more sure. And she's just doing it beautifully. And if you wanted to see one snippet of that ability to multitask brought to life, that was right here in this studio yesterday on that screen. And you're looking at it going, sheesh, I wish I could do that. That's crazy. I could try and do it, but I'd do a very poor second. No chance of being I'm going to throw my hands in the air and say I would definitely not be able to do that either. Mm. And, I, and I see the same thing at home with my wife. You know, I mean, you know, I just sometimes... She's got four kids. That's four, four well, tasks yeah, we, all we, at one. We, there you go. We, we, we have four kids and, 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 and she's in there running the house and, and, and just dealing with this. And, you know, it's school holidays and you've been home with the kids and way last week up in Noosa doing all that sort of stuff. And you're just looking at this going like... Far out. This is not a full-time job. This is like five full-time jobs pulled into one. 80-hour-a-week gig, plus your side hustle of trading. Yeah. So, you know, just incredible to see. So that definite distinction of being able to multitask, and don't get me wrong, there are guys that can multitask as well. But again, it seems to be something that's a stronger female attribute. Sure. Mm. And that but definitely helps. Our attention span is too short. You know that. What was that, sorry? Exactly. <laughs> Very funny. You're on fire today. That's Thanks, good. mate. Thank you. Well, last and final point that I know you and I have discussed before is throughout our training sessions, mm. specifically with females, is their ability to keep themselves motivated. Mm. Something that us men typically might not because we can't stay you know, attentive for too mm. long. Mm. What are your thoughts? 
Yeah, look, that, that can be true. And I mean, let's be really clear on this podcast, Tim, this isn't a bashing men session and, <laughs> and we're swinging out there for the, for the female dollar. They're just observations based on what we've seen. And you know, ironically, you know, we just had a budget and yeah, we've seen the opposition come out and torch the budget for not being female friendly. And I wasn't aware that a budget was gender based. Yeah, and that's kind of how this conversation started. They, well, you know, budget wasn't gender based. A lot of women are being um, marginalized in the workforce because the, the kind of jobs in some cases that they've worked in aren't there at the moment, childcare being an example of that. Um, and, and the budget wasn't fair. We're trying to do what we can for the economy and that's the economy, it's not person or gender or age or demographic specific, that's, that's, that's an aside. When it comes to the specifics of certainly um, you know, women being focused on what the goal might be, again, this comes down to ego to an extent and you and I are very similar in that when we kick a goal, we're, we're, that was like that next, next, next. Yeah. Instead of having that focus and diligence on seeing the process right the way through. And, and the motivation I've seen across a good number of very, very successful female trading clients has been where there's been, we can break it into two camps actually. If you've stopped a career, as my wife did, she was a partner at Orphan, and she stopped a career to have a family, um, and I'm a good provider. That's sure. my role in the house at the moment, and, and, and I, I do it well. You're a great family man too. Coming, thank you. Coming, coming back to, okay, there's the household budget, and there's a credit card, and you know, knock yourself out. It's, it kind of feels like someone saying, here's your money, you haven't earned it, and you've been told that's, that's what you can have, which is incredible, and this is on a much higher level in terms of relationship balance and things like that. Interesting paradox. Yeah, and you, you kind of go, I've got a, a beautiful wife that's been incredibly successful in her career, stopping a career, and, and, and now having a, a card that's attached to a household account where, you know, and, and she's great at spending. Um, <laughs> but it, she, sometimes it's just like, you know, if, if, if for example, something's come up and you say, oh, we need to put a bit more in for this, or that's Christmas coming, whatever it might be, it's no problem. But having to ask for that is disempowering. Sure. And to go from being independent, having your own source of income and, and running your own decisions, you want to go shopping, you buy shoes, do this, you know, have a car, just spend on whatever you want to without having to be accountable for it. That changes if you're in that dynamic. And to be fair, if you're in a relationship, you, know, you should communicate on spending anyway. I'm Absolutely. buying this, you're buying that. I'm not talking about I bought a cup of tea today, but if it's a big purchase, it's a good conversation to have. Because we did a podcast on that too. We, we have couples and money. We, we, we've covered plug, a lot plug, of stuff plug. this year. We have. I mean, gee, we're up to yeah, 44 weeks back to back now. So we've Crazy. done a few this year. And, and so that notion of wanting to have a level of independence is an admirable attribute. And it's a very important one, which drives a lot of women to be quite successful in this space. Why? So that I can have my own source of income, which is mine without having to ask for more or justify spending because it's what I've earned through my trading side hustle. I might add, while I'm at home managing five jobs, looking after the kids and running a household and doing everything else that goes alongside it and cranking out extra income on the side here using trading and investing as we teach it. So that, 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 that driver of wanting to have some level of independence is a massive motivator in some instances where you're in a relationship, and I've just given the example of maybe stopping work to have a family. Now, I've also seen incredible um, motivation on the other side, and we'll talk about mega traders in a moment. This lady was an incredible example. It's gone back a few years ago now, and blew me, like totally left me just silent. I haven't heard this one, I'm excited. Mm. Now, she came in and she was in a, a a difficult financial position where she had a very urgent need to generate some fairly substantial cash flow quickly. And I won't go into the specifics of it. And it wasn't, I'd like to achieve this, or I'd want to achieve this, it was a must. And I like any it. goal, well, you know when you're setting goals, if it's a must, it's gonna happen. If it's a should, it's one of those things that you probably say New Year's Eve and never get around to doing. Sure. 
and, and that, that tenacity that it was a must. And again, driven by being the protector of the family because you had a couple of young kids, two kids, was an incredible thing and to, 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 an incredible journey, an incredible journey to be part of in terms of the coaching and educating side, but also to sit back and watch as a spectator as well. And sometimes we get so involved with our clients in that coaching and learning journey that we forget to step out and watch that journey from the side. And this was an incredible one to watch on the side. And I, I, There aren't many of these stories I've got over 20 years because I don't step out often enough to step back and go, wow. Right. Because you're in the trenches helping people do it. Yeah. And this is one that sticks to mind. And I mean, I get half a dozen stories like this, but this one was really one that stuck to mind. So, you know, that motivation to wrap that point up, having that ability or desire to be independent and, and the self-esteem that comes from that. And I've got to say, and there are plenty of guys listening to this, when you have that happening in your relationship where your partner, and this could gender reverse, maybe sure. the female is out working and the male is at home with the kids too having exactly the same situation where that empowerment of having your own ability to generate income, to bring into the family pile, to provide and do all that, creates balance again in a relationship. Which is healthy. That's where polarity and balance comes in and your relationship comes alive with that. If you've got a situation where there's a pecking order, I'm the one that earns the money, you're the one that just runs the house, suddenly that balance goes out of kilter and that's why I'm afraid so many relationships fail because of the dynamic that's created with that. You lose your self-esteem, which is terrible, and that's so hard to get back. And, and seeing a number of female clients be in that situation and become not the stay-at-home mum, but the actual breadwinner, the big earner in the house, at mega, home with the, the kids. Trader. Well, the other partner's out there working the nine to five instead of the five to nine. And I don't mean five in the morning till nine in the morning, I mean five in the morning till nine at night. Slap in the face. Yeah, and seeing that come back in is fantastic. And do you know what's interesting is seeing how their relationships come alive as a couple because Absolutely. all of a sudden that respect thing, I respect my partner, suddenly you're dealing with your equal again. Sure. Which is as it should be. That sounds really old fashioned to say that, but that's just my personal belief. No, I, I tend to agree. Yeah. And look, I think money causes so many issues in relationships as we know, and we've spoken yeah. about another plug, that if you can get on equal playing fields where you're both equal contributors, there's no stress all of a sudden. Yeah. That, that, that point, that push point of what's gonna cause some pain is no longer there. It's a playful relationship, absolutely. Great. And you know, if it can ease money worries, so be it. And you know, there'll be a lot of people tuning into this that maybe um, you're unemployed at the moment, you're on Job Seeker. Um, or JobKeeper, and, and maybe the outlook doesn't look great in terms of where you're going from, from here if your industry has slowed down. Take this opportunity now to learn the skills to do this. This is not fantasy land. This is real stuff that happens. Seen it over and over and over again. So you, you can play the victim card, oh, it's not the right time, I just lost my job. That's the time to be doing this because the longer you leave it, the harder it's going to be to get out of that psychology of being out of work or out of the workforce. You have to have purpose in life. And I think this is part of the reason, again, this will be controversial, why so many older people have died through COVID. It's not just because of the vulnerability to, um, to the virus. It's a lack of purpose and a lack of interaction. And yep. as soon as you lose that as a human being, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying. So there's a new set of skills that you can have. Build your self-esteem, build the income flow, build a relationship again that's got that playfulness of being equals as opposed to a balance that keeps shifting based on who earns the money happy days and as I say I've seen that happen so many times and you know I look back and you know and I'm not sounding like a softy or something saying it but as an observation forget about helping people make money when you see their relationship come back to life like that that's special that's more, really really more special it, it is a really special thing to see and it doesn't happen often enough and you see you know 60 70 percent of marriages end for various reasons and that'd be a good reason a good chunk of it is that lack of identity and polarity in there
So let's talk about a couple of mega traders. Yeah, case study. Let's finish on a high. You want to finish on a high? I'll go back and I'll talk about the lovely lady. Let's go that big mega study, mega mega case study. So as I said, without going into specifics, because obviously there's a level of confidentiality. What we do. Two kids situation where she needed to get some decent cash flow sorted quickly. So she came in and she, and she had about $30,000 to start with. Uh, and over the space of four or five months, got that up to about $150,000, $160,000, which fixed the issue that she had at the time. That's still running a house with two kids. It's okay. a big, big increase. Walk up start, never invested before. Never invested before. What was she trading? At the time, um, Obviously, we were using some level of leverage. Worked very, very closely with her because when we met, she was one of those people that hit you with that immediacy. And, and we meet our clients less so, well, we, we obviously still do through, through, through our, our boot camps and the virtual stuff, but you don't get that sort of face-to-face stuff with COVID right now. But when you meet people and you can feel that fire of intensity of what they've got, so she walked in, this is where I'm at, and, and it's, I've got to do this. What do I need to do to get there? Yeah. Not like, can you help me, but what do I need to do? And that actual statement in itself is very strong ownership of it's the serious. challenge. Serious. It's not saying spoon feed me, it's saying, what do I need to do? There's an ownership in there, which is, sure. uh, which is a big, you know, and the big people listening to this going, okay, you guys are supposed to help me. No, you're supposed to help yourself. You know, what do I need to do to get there? Well, you sure. need to ask for help, you need to learn this stuff, and, and these are the things that you need to do in return. Okay, so yeah, what do I need to do this? Went through some pretty hardcore stuff. To answer your question at the time, um, and this is going back a little while ago, this is when the commodities markets were absolutely smashing along. So this is sort of seven, eight, nine, ten through that sort of era through there. And um, we sat down and assessed where she was likely to get the biggest bang on a buck for the lowest risk managed kind of return that we could do. So we were doing some trading in two very volatile instruments. One was gold and one was copper. So this is in the commodity space because why? The commodities markets were running hard, so it made sense to play where there's a tailwind uh, and in a sector that's you're not trying to force it against the grain. It's already moving that way and it's a question of how you can get more out of it. Sure. So got into copper, got into gold, and we did that. Um, ordinarily, I would use futures contracts, but futures on copper is a big contract. It's 50 grand a point. All right, and you have a $30,000 account, you can't trade it. So what we ended up doing there, uh, we, we took the futures contract, which is a big contract, and just like, think about a loaf of bread. And then if you think about a sliced loaf of bread, futures contract, a loaf of bread. What we did, we used an instrument that let us slice that and say take two or four slices of the loaf. So you've got the exposure to the asset, but with a fraction of the money that was needed. A mini future. Yeah, sort of, yeah. And, um, and, and so we got plugged into that, and then we started to pyramid because we got good success, the market was moving in the right way, the risk management was brilliant, nice sliding stops. So she had risk contained all the time. And one thing I'll say about that particular lady is she kept the feet on the ground. No ego. No ego, right? If I was dealing with a generalization, typically speaking, <laughs> if I was dealing with a guy on that, it would start to get gun ho hey, I've got this, the two six shoes. Yeah, let's bang, gear bang, up, let's have what a crack. can we do? Yeah. It sounds like we're talking about ourselves here. Yeah, we are. And in that situation, she was very, very measured in terms of her risk management. We taught her well on the risk management side, but she was very, very measured in what she was doing. So we did pyramid and get bigger positions, but we did so in a very, very strategic way using a couple of technical things, two times ATR, a few things like that to, to, to really um, measure the increased expansion as her account started to grow. And that's exactly what we did with her. Executed the plan to the letter, got the job done, took away the immediacy, and it's, it, it was great to, A, be part of that journey from, okay, because remember, what do I need to do? Sure. Not, can you help me? What do I need to do? And we provided everything for her, for her to do, which she did. And being able to step back then and watch it be executed perfectly 
consistently over time and to see the dollar outcome for it, magnificent. It's amazing. And, uh, That's why we do what we do. And that, out of the 20, 30, what, 50,000 people now we've had go through various parts of our education over the years is a story that stands out to me. And I've, probably, I've got a number of those stories, but that's a perfect example of all the things that we've talked about. Multitasking, she had a family. She had strong motivation, okay? She wasn't distracted. There was no ego. She got the job done. She ticked all the boxes and she got the rewards, which is she deserved by the sounds of it. And we talked about a sixth sense. Women have got that great intuition and she picked the right coach. How about that? Oh, there you go. <laughs> Flatter yourself, there's the ego in it, right? Absolutely. That's a great example. And mm. if I'd love to, I'd love to meet this woman one day and, yeah. and find we'll out get some her in secrets. For a We'd love to, maybe get her on a podcast. Could happen for sure. Uh, look, I guess there's so much to unpack in there and there's a lot of great points in there. And if any guys are here getting rolled up, then go and get your ego sorted. <laughs> the female effect is real from what I know mm. and it makes total sense. So as we come to the end of the broadcast, AB, I guess we pose the question that if you're a female and you think you've got it, what do you do? How do you get it? How do you get in touch with us? Get on and crack on. Contact us via social media. Contact us via our webpage. Hook into this podcast. Obviously, you're listening to it now. Uh, and open the door and let us help you. And, uh, and you know, what do you need to do? Quite simple, you've got to get educated and you've got to follow through to the letter and the rest of it will take care of itself. You know, and it, it is a process. You know, and if you think about, you know, think about HelloFresh or Marley Spoon, the food delivery um, services. Sure. Not, um, you know, your package comes, all the ingredients are in the bag, it's weighed out perfectly before you start. There's a menu card or recipe card with the eight to 10 steps to follow. There's pictures to help you along the way. Flip the card over and that's what you're aiming for and guess what it looks like that. You should try this sometime. I know you don't do any cooking with no. you right now. <laughs> and, uh, and, and if you think about it, trading is exactly the same. We've made it like that where it's process driven and we've made it hard for people to really stuff up. Add in the natural strengths that a female brings to this, DNA wise, hereditary, genetically, that lack of ego or overdeveloped ego, that ability to multitask, and that ability to stay focused on the prize in terms of their motivation and the diligence to do it. It's a recipe that's, that's made in heaven in terms of success. And you know, I look back at the traditional side of this industry when I started in there in the dinosaur era in 1992, a long time ago now. And I think back to that trading floor, and I think about, particularly now, if I look back at some of the personality types of the, the females that were on that floor, and uh, mate, they had it in spades, they were ahead of their time. And, uh, and, and their success, they earned probably three times as hard as any of the guys had to because it was a boys club then. Sure. And life shouldn't be that. It is a level playing field. And that's the wonderful thing about markets now. It doesn't matter where you're from, how old you are, what language you speak, what education you have, what gender you are, what color you are, what caste you were born in, um, whether you're attractive, whether you're not attractive, whether you're fit, whether you're not, none of that matters. All you've got to have is a level of purpose behind you that I want this, what do I need to do to get it? Get educated, get a coach and a mentor, but most importantly, get started. There you go. You heard it here first, the female effect wrapped up in one. Thank you very much, AB. My pleasure. Well, there you have it, guys, the female effect. Make sure you give us a review and a rating, and we'll look forward to seeing you next week's show.